Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. I'm stressed. Uh, <laughs> why are you stressed? Well, um, we bought a house last week. Right. You told me you guys were doing that. And we had uh, an open house on Sunday of this past week. And it was just like, like getting ready for the open house has been stressful. But look, look what I can do now. Um, oh, look, look your room's that. clean. I look love at it. Clean. The whole house is clean. For, for those that watch this on YouTube, they've never actually seen a, the room before. They've never seen this not, room before. Not in this yeah. clean state anyway. It's the spare bedroom. There's a bed wow. back there. And there's like a dresser. I had love to like, it. it was just stressful because we, um, like it, this could not possibly be happening at a busier time. Of course, we're like work is super freaking busy. Oh, <gasps> there he is! What is going on, y'all? Look, I hey. guess made it. James How we Spray. doing? Good. You figured it out. I figured it out. Oh my gosh! I'm like I should be able to do this so easily, but I was having so much trouble. But uh, we got it. It was much easier on the computer. Okay, there good. You. Yes. Good. How are y'all tonight? You figured it out. Good. I was just complaining about my busy life. <laughs> you continue. <laughs> Keep going. Well, I was just going to say, like, like this, literally this home buying thing could not have happened at a busier time. So this, like, I needed a weekend away from my weekend because yeah. we like, we like had a wedding to go to on Saturday and then on like, you know, had maybe a couple too many drinks. And then on Sunday morning, I had to wake <laughs> up at 6am and like, just remove all evidence from us living in this house. Like, I don't understand why for an open house or for when people come into your house, because we had two showings today and had to do the same thing over again today. You have to pretend like you never fucking lived in your house. Like yeah, people know um, I live here. It's not weird Sarah. if there are photos of me up, but we had to like scramble on Sunday morning to like yeah. remove photos of ourselves, like put the dog beds in the garage, like pretend we don't have dogs. <laughs> like it's so weird. And then yeah. hold on. I could not make this up, you guys. Today, <laughs> this afternoon, a stranger knocked on my door. Because there's like a for sale sign on the right. front lawn. A stranger knocked on my door and he was like my wife came to the open house on Sunday and really loved your house, but I couldn't make it because I was working. Can I go take a look at your backyard? That, that's, <laughs> that's a man right there. He wants to know his yard. I know. Yeah, what's he really, he really wanted to know. Well, he wanted to, like, they wanted, the wife had a whole bunch of ideas on like what they could do to the backyard. And I guess he's going to do it a lot of it himself. So he like wanted to see it. And then because we're us, Matt was like, well, do you just want to see the house? Can this the open house? Do you want to just like tour of the house? So then I called my realtor and I was like, we're giving house tours now. We don't need you. That's funny. <laughs> Love it. The guy wanted to know what kind of grass he'd be mowing. Truly, truly. He'll be he spending was... a lot of time back there if you got a good yard. Hey, he was serious. I feel like that's what happens. Like, especially when you become a dad, I feel like that's, that's what happens. You're like, what kind of grass is this? And Beauty then every calls. time you get like a good delivery from Amazon, you're like, that's a nice box. I'm oh my gosh. That box. So many random things you just can't explain. I feel like tell you're a dad. I don't know. I'm not a dad, but I feel like there's so many things my dad does. You that can I'm like, tell that because <laughs> you're a dad. That's a, if you have a, if you have a box, a large box full of smaller boxes that your old electronics once came in, you are a dad. For sure. Hold on. Wait. I, I see it. John, are you a dad? I don't know you very well. I need yeah, to know like sitting at my feet. Or look at, look at your Amazon boxes. boxes. Yo, Those are okay. nice boxes. Oh, I was just talking yeah, about Yeah, this is what so dads do. Yeah, I have, I have 
James, I have daughters your age, bro. Okay, oh, gotcha. How many daughters do you have? And, um, first of all, leave them alone. Second of all, no. don't worry, I'll leave them alone. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I have two. I have a twenty year old, twenty year old, and eighteen year old. Gotcha. Oh, they are my age. So yes. are they senior and then sophomore in college? Uh, yeah. So, um, well, the oldest actually lives here at home. She's working full time right now. The youngest nice. just graduated high school. She's going to University of Cincinnati in the fall. Heck yeah, that's very cool. And yeah, then Nikki, very, very how, how big is your family? So I have the one Babe who's Bebe. ten months now, which is insane. Okay. I'm like yeah. planning his first birthday party, and I can't even believe that we're that's here. So yet. cool! Oh my god! I and then the two the two giant dogs. That's it for that's now. Part of the fam, I love it. Well, for those listening, James Sprague is our guest, and he's going to be interviewing Nikki and I for the rest of the show. Right. I, I'll, I'll cut it out. <laughs> Thank I you for coming. Bad habit. <laughs> I I like hey, we're to all to about you guys. It, I feel like I know a little bit about Nikki from the small conversations we have on the floor. But John, I feel like I've never even met you. Well, I don't think we have ever. We have a ton of mutual oh, friends. Guys. Yes, this well, is so hey, special. What a special handshake. This know, is a great handshake. I'm no, sure we, I'll be uh, seeing you around a lot over this career, however long it goes. But I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, no, we have a lot of mutual friends, and uh, I can't tell you how many people have been begging us to get you on the show. Truly, including. Because this is a live stream, we get comments coming in, including your buddy Benji Hall, who's just yes. put three, three little goats on the screen. Oh, I like it. Let's go, Benji. He literally just called me. He was like, I think he was going to tell me it's eight o'clock. Why aren't you on this thing? Because he holds me accountable for that. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I got this. No, I, I know you young people are supposed to figure out technology. I know. Us. It's terrible. It's really it's bad. I, I can help my dad with a lot of things. My mom, my mom just like got on Snapchat and it's like the main way we talk now. Um, and I'm like, she's like, why don't we talk a lot? I'm like, well, get a Snapchat. We can send every picture every day. You'll know everything. So now that she got a snap, like we got this family group chat and it goes down. Stop it. Oh, I'm not ready awesome. for the future like that. It's I'm crazy. not ready to like not chat on the phone with my son someday. I, I love shit. phone calls, phone calls and FaceTime. Like Same. if it didn't have, I do a long distance relationship um, with my girlfriend, Danica, back in Washington. And I live here in Florida and, and um, it's like, Oh my gosh, if there wasn't phone or, or FaceTime, it'd be so much harder. But it makes oh, it feel like you can still be with them. Yeah. That's cool, James. It's crazy. But hey, we make it work. We make it work. Yeah. And you're down in Florida because that's where the training camp is, right? Yes. Yes. And I just got back here two days ago. And um, I actually had one of my friends from Georgia drive down yesterday. And he's hanging with me here because I got an extra room and he's just training with me back with the squad now. Everything feels kind of back to normal. It's like, the last month's been hectic with the semis yeah, and traveling. Totally. And so it's so good to be back and not like in a plane or in a car forever. Like it's like, oh my gosh, peace. Your home. Yeah. Yes. Your own bed, your own yes. pillow. Yeah, so I nice. totally hear that. I have like such like a college dorm room too. And everyone that sees it, it's like, dude, this is this is weird. Like, why do you have all this stuff on your wall? There's too much stuff. Like, and I'm like, hey, it feels like home to me. So you know what? I'm gonna keep going with it. Yeah, you rock your own style. Yes. I feel like I feel like we have a lot to unpack in the last like month of your life. Oh yeah. There's been I a lot been. going on. And we've been I trying think. to I'm I'm glad that we're chatting now because I feel like I'm I'm glad a little bit of time has passed because I want to hear your true like reflection yes. on what went down and and how it affected you and like how you're gonna be attacking your life from here on out. So it's good that we probably probably good that we didn't talk. I, I know originally we were like, James, the competition is over. Yes. Let's get on a podcast. Sure. But I'm kind of glad now that we have a little bit of time. So 
quick recap for for the people that did not watch the syndicate who are you first of all and why did you not watch oh my god crown it was an excellent it was event. Lit, right? it was so fun I also want to know how you did that competition with such low energy level, James. Your energy level oh. is so low. <laughs> yeah. It's you amazing know, just, that you can compete. Just relied on caffeine, man. You know, it was really a drag <laughs> to get up every morning and go to those briefings so early. I just, I don't know how I did it either. He's uh, totally kidding because you are the energy. I, I know. I, I, I love this. <laughs> I, I, I already know he's sarcastic, dude. I'll, I'll throw it right back Perfect. at you. Dude. Perfect. Easy. Do you know that when we first, when we first got to the competition and you were crushing it, Matt, my husband was like, who's that kid? He's like, he's so good. And I'm like, Matt, it's James. Like, it's, remember, like, we met at, you, like, met him at games. Yes, we, like, chatted. We, like, had that, like, you know, that whole afternoon. And he was like, that, that kid, that kid is that kid. And he, like, That's took him, so like, it, it, it took him a hot second to put two and two together. And he was like, that That's was, like, sweet. the most energetic kid I've ever met. And I'm like, That's well, so there kind. you go. Here he is now. <laughs> I will take that. I wear it with honor. And, you know, like, the competition, I was actually pretty calm. I, like, tried this new strategy where I, like, don't talk to people as much and just hang out in my zone. And and so if you thought I was energetic there, I wasn't a lot. But <laughs> I, I it really worked for me where I just kind of saved, you know, uh, Cole Sager described this to me. You have so many matches to burn in a competition. And every time you, like, go have an interview, you um, you die in an event, you're burning, you're burning these matches and you only have so many to use in a competition weekend. So I realized, like, if I'm too social – or if I'm like too out there, like that's burned energy. So I'm like, yes. hey, as much as I love catching up with all my friends, because it's so fun seeing everyone, I'm like, okay, I have to chill out. I have to like be yeah. a little selfish, go lock myself in a room and spend yeah. time in silence because that's how I recover. Yeah, that's really, that's really great advice. And yeah. probably no one better to get that advice from, right? I mean, yeah. Incredibly. Is that, is that why you grew the mustache so less people would talk to you? Was that oh man, the, yeah. Like, Actually, my dad hates it so much; it? it's hilarious. He <laughs> he didn't even want me to come back in the house, and I go, "Well, that's why I'm moving back to Florida." So, um, oh, you know, he, burned. I, I love it. Uh, Wad Zombie's watching. Said the rooster stash. I think that's the new name for this thing. Rooster. My stash. buddy that's here with me has one too. So we're just oh. rocking it, and you know, I, I meet about half the people that are like, "Dude, that's so dope," and other people are like. Shave those pubes off your face. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's come not, it's on. not good. Who likes how many? How many of the people who are like, dude, that's so dope, are ladies? I'm just wondering. Um, not a lot. No, I did no. not think my so. girlfriend loves it, and I'm like, okay, I'm glad you like it. Like, I would. Okay, keep I guess it. that's all that's important then. Yes, truly. I agree. And and like, if you love it yourself, I'm like, dude, I don't care what I do. I just, I, I don't even care how I look. I just like going out and like, I, I've always told people this. I don't care how I look if I do well at CrossFit, and um, I'm just happy. Like. I don't care how I look. I'll the just shave my head. Goals. The yeah. best goals. Yes. Okay. So, Let's so go. sorry. We were in the middle of a recap. So, so syndicate crown James did an incredible job and was just crushing it throughout the entire weekend. And unfortunately missed a spot to the games by, I believe it is only one point. Yes. I don't want to throw salt I in the wound. It's just a fact. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was also like just a crazy turn of events where Will Morad came back from an in- insane point deficit and qualified and like it was just crazy drama amazing live sporting event way left turn like no one saw that coming Mm -hmm. um and and honestly one of the reasons why i love crossfit and love watching crossfit is because anything can happen but in that moment was truly heartbreaking for us to watch will uh, watch you james excited for will but heartbreaking for you james because we love you so much and we want to see you qualify so that's kind of that's kind of where the whole like we got to get james on the show came from because 
you were amazing and we wanted to chat with you. And also yeah. you had um, one of my favorite interviews of recent yeah. uh, in general, where you kind yeah. of were explaining just about how CrossFit really saved you emotionally and, yep. and got you to where you are today. So all of that stuff is what I want to unpack. And and I want to just first look back on the competition and hear how you have recovered from it physically and mentally and what it has done for you in terms of like, what's next? Like, how did you, I know you took that and you like lit a fire. So, so exactly what's been going down. Yeah. So obviously it was really hard realizing it in the moment you fell short by a millisecond in the workout. Like it could have been made up in so many different places. And my mind wanted to, wanted to flood to, Hey, what could you have changed here, 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 here? But I realized in every moment, like I controlled everything I possibly could have. When things went wrong, I rose up to it. Um, in each different workout, there was some little thing that went wrong besides one event. Like there's only one event where I was like, everything went perfectly right. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just competition for you. Like, like there's always gonna be little things that come up. Um, so after the weekend was over, I tried to focus on, hey, like, take your rest. You still deserve it. Even though you're not proud of it, you still deserve to rest. You've been working your absolute butt off. You, you literally moved across the country and sacrificed everything, every comfortable thing you had at home for this weekend at semifinals, quite frankly, like obviously I moved here because the environment, but like our end goals make the games. Um, and I saw so many years for this. So it's, it's really nice to know like, Hey, I'm in such a close spot and I am, and I, and I have so much longer to go. Um, so I kind of unpacked physically. I didn't allow myself to be sore cause I wasn't like proud of the finish. I was proud of moments. Um, but I like, didn't feel that much soreness. I was like, Oh, my legs hurt. I don't care. Like, like I wasn't gonna like mention, I was like, I don't feel like I deserve to talk about how sore my legs are. Um, so like, I was just kind of mentally sore and like, Obviously, no matter how a competition goes, it's always a come down. You have this roller coaster of emotions, right, all weekend. And then when you're done, you're just like, whoa, I'm a person again. And yeah. um, you just come back to this like homeostasis where you're like, everything's like, nothing's cross it right now. Everything's just everything else. And um, it's uh-huh. a really good thing because if you focus on CrossFit too much and let it be your identity, something like getting sixth place by one point would hurt you to the point where it break you down every day. And, you know, you want, you want it to hurt. You want it to stay, you want it to feel you, but you don't want it to be ruin your life. Um, so it's obviously like, there's been tougher moments with it, um, emotionally and mentally that have just been like, oh man, my heart just really hurts today. I need a hug. Um, and then there's other moments where I'm like, oh, I get to train today and I have this LCQ and I'm like, I have a really good shot at doing well here. I'm not going to take a second chance for granted because those don't come around very often. Um, so my mentality with it um, got stronger and stronger as the days passed on from syndicate. Leaving the airport was very difficult because I felt like I had unfinished business. And um, hmm. that was probably my most emotional moment with my dad and my brother. We were just sitting there and I'm like, oh, no. I'm leaving. And I'm just like, like uncontrollably sobbing. Like, I can't leave. I can't leave. I need a CrossFit Games ticket. And so I'm like, hey, well, leaving's going to still allow me to get that. And it may be this year. It may be next year. Um, but I'm going to get that ticket. And um, wow. I know that my heart um, is in the right place because I know that like a lot of people would want to just throw in the towel at this point. Yeah. And, like just for the year and be like, hey, 
I gave it my all, but I have more to give. And that's the best thing. Like I have more to give and I'm so excited to give more now too. Um, and so over the last, it's been about three weeks now, my mentality has changed from uh, this really hurt to, yeah, it hurt, but we're going to make it count again. And I'm going to make sure that I don't feel that again. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot better now, especially now that I have my coach and my training partners back and I'm in Florida. It's impossible to be sad here. It's happy. And everyone's so nice to me and just, I have the greatest neighbors. Like things are good. Things are good. And also like this, this, I feel like I'm watching a repeat of what Dallin went through last year, right? Because Dallin at West coast, you have a buddy who's been there who kind of is, I'm sure because you guys are tight anyway and trained together. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it's kind of nice to, to see someone who yes. unfortunately has already gone through it, but also yes. rose above. For sure. Oh, he rose above uh, exponentially this year. It was it was a statement saying, hey, that's mm-hmm. never going to happen to me again. He wasn't even close right. to the line. He just dominated. And totally. um, that's exactly like I saw that with Alexis Raptus too. Like, sixth yes. place can be a thing. The best thing that ever happened in your career. Yes. And I think it will be for me. And 100%. I know that like deep down in my heart, like if this LCQ doesn't go the way I want it to, like that's going to be another thing that fuels me. Every little failure you have can, you can have perspective to let it fuel you or fail you. And so I let it be fuel. Yeah. The last chance qualifier is really interesting. And if you're listening and you're unfamiliar with it, because I know that the road to the game has changed a couple of times in the past. I think last year was the first year of the last chance qualifier and it's places uh six seven eight for our north american competitions i believe it is a smaller i I think it's like just one or two places for the other semifinals like not every semifinal qualifies five people so depending on where you are from each and like but it's like different so like copa sir the the south america one and the africa one were places three four and five Uh, right exactly yeah it's like it like moves up the leaderboard yeah exactly so it's like the three following each yes um and then all of those people go to one final online competition, which is called mm-hmm. the Last Chance Qualifier. And then we pick one, you guys, one man and one woman out of all of those insanely talented athletes. So it is like, to me, it's the most stackiest stack field of all of the semifinals. It's, it's I think crazy. that's wild. Yeah. They pick, they pick two. I hate to I hate to say you're wrong, no, but they picked two. No, no, no. Are you good. sure? Yes, I promise. They picked two because oh. last year they only took right, one. Right, Maggie. Yeah. Last year they was took, one though, right? Because they took one guy because Roman didn't make it and they didn't backfill. So they took right. one guy. So it was like, oh my gosh. Like oh, so it seemed def- crazy last year. Two is definitely better than one. Because you no. have to win a competition to make the games. It's yeah. against that side of the field. Honestly, two is pretty crazy. So I think they could okay, take good. I was telling people they could take five to eight guys from this and they would still do very well at the game. I know. That's what I'm saying. Also, thank you for correcting me because we 100% said one on the broadcast. No worries. Hey, you're good. I'm wrong all the time. I'm wrong like 99% of the time. So don't worry about it. Okay, good. So we take two out of that entire, I still think it's the stackiest stacked field. And I think that honestly, I'm going to call it now. I think you're going to, 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 I'm just going to say it. I think you're going to. You're too sweet. I think I'm, I'm going to too. And I, I, I have the best possible, like I have the best environment to be able to thrive. And I know cool. that some guys aren't as blessed with like coaches in their corner and, and having training partners to scream at them and push them and help them strategize. So, you know, and I had the most time like week one, I have a whole month to prepare for it. So it was yeah. really a blessing. 
Cool. Well, yeah. I, I think of everyone on this podcast, you absolutely have the best chance. No Thanks. doubt. <laughs> wow. I mean, John, you're pretty, you're pretty fit you, these you days. Know, you I never don't know. know. Oh, you know what, you know what I've been, I tell you what I've been most impressed with you, James. I like your, kind of your insight to it. So I actually yeah. saw you compete in, in Vegas. A year yes. Ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vegas. And, oh, Vegas. Yeah. And, and you'll remember this moment. I'm positive. So they got some handstand pushups and you had a struggle moment yep. and it was, it was, not for you, I'm sure, but for the audience, it was the most fun moment of the weekend, not because you were failing, but because you were smiling and yes. like waving to the crowd and the crowd's cheering you on to go through these. And I'm watching it like really proud of like how you were handling this kind of moment yeah. of, for, you know, the, of toughness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and now you've gone an entire season and not only rebounded from that, but I mean, you had an amazing performance in semis. And so I guess, you know, kind of my question to all of that is like, how do you take that moment? That's a tough moment at a semi and then build on that through the year to get to where you are now. And now you're on the verge of punching your ticket. Yeah. You know, it's a constant work in progress toward the things I'm weak at. Um, they obviously exposed me again this year. I had th- four top six place finishes and the, it would have been like four top fours, the the sixth place. It was like, I was not proud of that. Like it was like not how it went training, but nonetheless, the things that held me back are the things that have held me back in the past. And um, so that means like, Hey, just keep working on what you suck at. So, um, you know, I'm just not the strongest in the field yet, but I'm determined to be the strongest in the field. And I know that it's going to take a lot of work. And uh, with my build, like, it's like, Hey, I have some more obstacles to go over, but it doesn't mean I can't come out on top hey, um how, how old are you james just turned 20 uh, are we allowed to call this kettlebells and cocktails nikki do we have oh, to change yes. the name I when mean, we have canada. someone under 21 on you know we could say we're streaming in canada or europe <laughs> and it's it's different legal <laughs> drinking age but yeah well maybe oh my god was it so was it so boring for you in vegas at 19 last year i know right <laughs> i i am gonna let the truth out i did go illegally gamble i didn't drink what? no I'm so bad. Um, they don't let <laughs> ID people there. Like it's like, no, of course not. Like it's so it's easy. I like yeah. after I was done, I went and played craps till like three a.m. and that's was just because they're like no teenager would have that mustache, so they're just gonna let you gamble. That's yes, what yes, yes, <laughs> exactly, dude. Oh my gosh, so funny. I I love the facial hair thing because people think I'm like 25, 26, 27, and I'm like, dude, I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you. You say that now. You wait until you're really yeah. 28 and you're like, oh, no, if only I were 21 again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. These are the glory days. And I dad's it's always true. told me. You got to enjoy like, your 20s. You look like Magnum PI the early years. I, mean, you <laughs> <laughs> I don't even he know. He doesn't what, know what that is. I know. He'll go look it up. It's a, it's a huge years? compliment. It's a huge compliment to say you okay. look like Magnum PI. That dude was a sex symbol for years. So, accurate. Oh, my gosh. Let's go. I can't. I mean, I'll take it. I don't even think it was on the air when you were born. Probably, no. Dude, I don't know a lot of things. I've, I'm pretty out of tune with all, all. Like people are like, "Do you know this band from the '80s?" I'm like, "Huh? Oh, what were don't the go 80s? there, bro. Don't go yeah, there." Yeah, I know, I know. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't. I'm done. But I'm sure I, I, I also I, don't know. I also don't know shit from the '80s. Yeah, I, the I was at the gym not that long ago. This is a true story. And someone's like, "Hey, put on some oldies," and they put on Nirvana, and I nearly lost my shit. I was just no. punching air. I'm like, "No, there's no way this is considered oldies now." But is that like 2000s? It's like 30 years old at this point. Like, yeah, it was the early '90s when early Nirvana 90s. came out. Wait, when were um, year were you born? Me, I was 2002. I'm gonna throw up. You were born after Nevermind came out, man. Oh, definitely. Yeah, oh, I'm a really young boy. 
And I, you I do still this feel- when someone says like, hold up the, like, pretend like you're holding up a phone. What do you do? Okay, you still do this. Okay, like, people that, listening to the podcast have no idea what I'm talking uh, about. But no, like, I watch like, these videos of the thing where you like dial. Did you guys live in the day where you had to like dial with the circle and then? Or, look? I lived in the days of, of all. I lived in the days of party lines. Are do you know what a party line is, James? No. Oh, hell yeah, party lines. Yeah, party, party line is so where you talk through the cup through the string. No, well, we had that too. <laughs> oh, however, <laughs> so you you have your phone would be on the wall. All right, on the wall, usually in the kitchen. He already doesn't understand. Yeah, and it would I, have no, a, I love it. Keep going. It would, have, it would have a cord that was like 30 feet long. It'd be all tangled up, like all twisted, right? Anyway, a party line was uh, you shared your phone line with like four or five other houses. Mm-hmm. And yes, so you could just pick up and Betty next door is already on the line with somebody. Like, no. yeah, it was. Yeah. Th- these are the good old days. Wow. Yeah. Like right. never, you'll never know the the like freedom and beauty of having your own private phone line, which was like a thing that a lot of teenagers had that I was never privileged enough to yes. have, but my best friend Whitney had growing up, and we make yep. fun of her all the time for her. Like you could get like your own, like your family had a house phone with a phone number, but then if you were like a lucky teen, you get your own number, so it still rang through your house line, but like only into your bedroom. Yeah. And your parents couldn't pick up and listen wow. in when you were talking to other people. I definitely have memories of having a home phone. And then my mom could like pick up on another line. I wouldn't know. And I'd be saying something like sus. Would you know what yes. sus means? Sus, sus, yes. Sus, oh my God. Okay. I'm just making sure. And I'd be saying something <laughs> sus to like one of my buddies down the street who's on his home phone. And my mom would hear it. And then she'd mention it later in the day. Like I have multiple memories of this where she would like, like, like come in on our lines and I wouldn't even know. And I'd be like, oh crap. I gotta be careful. Oh, you guys, so you had house phones late. I, yep, yep. I love the way I love James. I love the way you keep asking if we know like modern pop culture things, as if so I'm so old, old I couldn't possibly kids. understand. You got to keep in mind, I'm 50 years old and I run a meme page. I know what these terms You're are. Right. You're right. You're know right. You probably things. know more than I do. I'm okay. not old yet. I know things. Oh my gosh. Hey, you would vibe with my dad because he's bald too. I feel like all bald men just love each other. We do. We do. Yeah. We have a club. Yay! We have a secret handshake. I can't Dude, tell it to you. I, I want to know it. I always go up to Justin Kotler before a competition. I rub his bald head for good luck. John, you'd not vibe with my dad because he has a lot of hair. Oh. You guys would I, not vibe. I, I was thinking today we need to have Justin on the show because he's. Yeah, he we definitely do. I love him so much. He's awesome. I, I adore him. He's I, amazing. I, is he your coach? Who's your coach? No, my coach is Matt Torres. He's uh, okay. that's the reason we moved here. It's the brute right, camp. Right. Yeah, 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 right. Your your group yeah. camp. Yeah, I'll, I'll plug him real quick too. He's taking on fifty new athletes for everyone. Anyone listening to this? Stop. Is He's he really? 50, fifty new athletes remotely. It's gonna be like his full time thing now with us. Hell yeah! Is he? Yeah. Does he like? What's the best way to get in touch with him? Because he's coach Matt Torres yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, you just shoot him a message if you're if you're looking for a coach, and uh, if you happen to miss out on a spot. Come to Next Gen Performance. That's my company. <laughs> hey, um, is are you? Is he training? And are you training like games track athletes, or is it like anyone who wants to? He is trains a lot of games track athletes. I focus on younger, um, younger athletes. Some of them have games endeavors. Some of them just want to be better. Um, I call it Next Gen because I like love seeing the next generation improve. And I was yeah. a young athlete at one time, so I helped them apply all these things that I would have fixed in my training, all things I did wrong, and make sure they do it right. I love that. I think that's really important, especially having like a peer 
coaching you, someone who's been through it recently, because I feel like, I feel like there's a very special way to coach young people in functional fitness where like you really, you can't max out every day and you, you got to set yourself up with a really solid foundation so that you don't make all the mistakes that we made when CrossFit was brand new and we didn't know how to train yet. And, um, I find that like younger athletes with excellent coaches who help them like pump the brakes because it's yep. hard when you're a kid and you're like really excited. Um, yes. Those are the athletes that do the best. So it's cool that you've so been cool. there and now you can like pass along that knowledge. It's such a passion. I just love doing it because it makes my heart full knowing that like, hey, this sport made me so happy at, at a young age. And I know it does the same for other kids and just knowing I could be like an influence and and help them do it in the right ways and make them enjoy it. Like, yeah. like just helping them enjoy something so great, uh, like pursuing health is so cool. So I want to talk about that because that was part of, like I said, my favorite interview that I've done recently was was with you, James, and and yeah. you talked a lot about how CrossFit made you happy when you were a kid, and yeah. we had like a solid like thirty five seconds to yes. chat. So I yes. really want to hear the full story because you sounded so profound. You were like, like in my head, I was like, James is not because you were like CrossFit saved me and and it pulled me out of a dark place, basically. And in my head, I'm like, James isn't old enough to have like gone to rehab for yeah. drugs or oh, whatever. No. So like yeah. what explain what what really happened and, and how CrossFit has helped you achieve the level of happiness that you have now. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's funny. I just actually wrote an essay on this for my class. So I'll kind of repeat what I said <laughs> in my essay. Um, so I, I, I am a firm believer that like like health is like investing in your health is like a true source of happiness. And like one of the things that so many people who are unhappy just need to zone in on and they can feel so much better. That goes like physically, mentally, um, like, like there's so many aspects of health that you can invest in and just to be a better person. And so when I was really struggling back in like fourth, fifth and sixth grade, my parents just divorced. Um, my dad was going to rehab for alcoholism. I was sad. I just didn't have a lot that I could turn to. I didn't have a lot of friends I could turn to. Um, I felt like there was nothing that filled me or made me feel great. Um, like, like just made me feel like, Oh my gosh, this thing makes me so happy. I love turning to this every day. I love, uh, you know, like just things that I love. Um, and so in that point of life, um, I was in a spot where I was like, I don't feel like I'm ever going to find this thing. And, um, it was difficult because I felt like, uh, trapped, just trapped. And like, there's all these cool popular kids who are so good at all these sports. I'm just here. Like I play sports, but it's never like, I'm never that great at them. And just like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm not that smart. I get like average grades, blah, blah. I work really hard, but it's just, nothing's come together. And, um, so at that point it was like a really, this is about end of sixth grade. I just felt like, like I said, trapped and like, I didn't have purpose. And, um, I went to a church camp Actually, when my dad went to the games in it was like 2015 or 2016, and um, at the church camp, I just kind of found this light. And at the same time, I started CrossFit. So it was a combination of like my relationship with Christ and um, just finding health and fitness and just pursuing both those things with full heart. And, um, you know, so for me, CrossFit was was really a thing that allowed me to like, per, like show my hard work, um, humble myself. Um, build confidence, um, allow myself to fail and overcome that because I believe failure is a part of life. And if we don't know how to approach failing, just like my sixth place felt like a failure, if I if I can't 
approach that in the right way and get the right perspective and take that failure and grow from it, life's going to be a lot tougher. Um, so CrossFit kind of taught me that on the daily. There's never a day you walk into the gym and you don't struggle if you're doing it right. Um, and struggling is a great thing um, in this context. Like it, it allows you just learn so much about yourself when you're at a 200 heart rate and you're, and you're dying in a workout and want to fall to the floor. Like, are you going to keep pursuing this tough thing? Or are you going to quit? Um, so yeah, at this point, when I found CrossFit with my dad, he took me under his wing. We started doing it together. He would drive me to the gym every day. He would, even if he'd get done early, he would stay and just watch me work out, help me with my stuff. Like just didn't love doing it together. It was our passion. And it turned into this thing that I grew so close with my dad because of it. And it pulled him out of alcoholism too. He started CrossFit. There's actually a really cool story on my dad. CrossFit did about 2011, 2012 about uh, his recovery story, and how CrossFit was a big part of that. So um, it's me and my dad kind of a similar story, different things that tore us down, but similar way to recover. It was pursuing your health, pursuing a relationship with God um, and just really investing in yourself and believing in yourself. So CrossFit helped me believe that I can be a great person. I can go out and I can work hard. I can I can do anything I put my mind to. And so CrossFit helped me see that because when I saw tangible results and be like, wow, I improved because I worked at this, it made me want to improve in every other aspect of life. It made me want to work harder in school. It made me want to go um, chase business and go work hard in a, in a job. It made me want to start my own business. Um, it, it literally applied like when I started learning how hard work in CrossFit, uh, how much hard work I do, it made me want to work hard in all the areas. So um, just kind of like stepping in the gym for the first time in my life was the most incredible thing because it allowed me to just grow into a person I never could have dreamed of. I never would have dreamed of moving across the country to do fitness. Like, like that sounds like not even something I dream about. Um, and so it's just weird, like looking back seven years ago when I stepped in for the first time and seeing where I'm at now and just being like, wow, like things have changed. And um, I just kind of showed up every day, enjoyed what I did, made friends, just just the people too that you meet, uh, it's unparalleled. You just meet so many cool people that just want to help you and make you better. And um, so CrossFit did all that for me and more. That is like the most inspirational story. You're like the son my mom never had. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. John, she, I bet you have some great ones too. She, she She's like one of our few uh, listeners. She's going to hear that and and send me a text message. You go, you know, I love you as a son. Oh. Yeah. James, I love that story so much. And Thank I also you. love, I love the parallel between you and your dad and what yes. it did for both of you right. in similar ways, because, mm -hmm. especially because, well, Papa Sprague is fit as fuck too. Like, yeah, our, bro, he's killing it. He's on Papa Sprague at the game. kicks my butt, I'm not going to lie. Totally, totally. Um, and awesome. also, but also because like, he is so very much your biggest fan yes. at, at live CrossFit events. And yes. it's like, it's just as fun watching him watch you as it is watching you I'm do so fitness. Glad. It's so much fun. He's got like your posters and he's wearing your jersey and yep. he's just like so committed to he's being in your fan it. club. Yes. yes. I couldn't do it without him. Like he he's been there for every single event I've done. And like I want to prove that he was competing too. And when you're competing, you're not like focusing on watching other people, but he would be at every single event I had, even if it was one minute after his next one, he would sprint over, not even like say bye to his like competitors. He'd be there. Like he's just there and he loves it. Oh. And, um, and I basically like, I just think that he is such a light for me. And so, so inspirational that he's been doing it 
for 13 years now and he hasn't slowed down. This is his first yeah. year he's slowed down and just like took a year off competing. I'm like, good, you deserve it. Like, yeah, you've been going so hard. How, uh, yeah. how long did it take you to start beating him in workouts? To, I'd say, well, I beat him in some things off the bat, like some cardio stuff. Cause I had a cardio background. Um, and then like weights, uh, four years or so he can still out bench me, um, very close on a squat. Um, his deadlifts nuts. He deadlifts 500 if he needs to, like he's, he's crazy. Um, Ew. so the, the, the power lifts, he can still hang with me in, um, everything else I'll whoop his butt any day. That was probably his base, yeah. right? Like oh. dudes, his age, like grew up benching, like, yeah, every morning. You know, they bench runner, before school. Is, yeah. Like he was a runner. No. He ran marathons and long runs. So he was skinny. Like my brother, my brother and my dad have the same background. Cause my brother is an insane runner. Yes. He's so insane. He runs for I college. feel like I could tell like when he walked, cause he was with you at semis, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He walked by and I was like, who's this like tell skinny version of James? Yes. It must be, it yep. must be his brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. He could have, he like me and him have the same build. We just do different things. So our build yep. looks a little different because we train different. But if yep. he did CrossFit, I, I told him he'd be the exact me in CrossFit. Like, Hey bro, you'd be in for a treat with lifting weights, but you'd crush all these events. You, totally. You, you totally. actually mentioned your build earlier. What do you weigh these days? I weigh 215. Seriously? I didn't yes. think you were that. Wow. That's thick, James. That is yeah, thick. I'm, I'm thick. That is I, thick. I need the yeah. thick boy status because I uh, all I need to do is get stronger. So being yeah. thick, it supports the strength. And so I say fat boys get strong. <laughs> is that is that easy for you to, to maintain that weight or do you have to just Very eat constantly. I, I love eating. It's a passion. It's it's a full passion. I I I could eat all night long. I could skip sleep to eat. Like, man, I, I just love eating anything. It's awesome. Every girl listening to this is like throwing her phone across yeah, the like, room. Oh my god. Boys suck. You guys oh, suck. Right. Oh eating is god. also a passion for me to just go straight to my ass. <laughs> I that's I wish it did that for me. I need a big butt. You can have half of mine. Oh, so I'll kind. Send, send it right down for you. Oh my god! It's interesting to me, like how you know some athletes. You know, like I was have been around Saxon Spencer for a long time, and yeah. and for as long as I've known that, like they've just kind of recently started to get bigger. You know, like early when they were your age, they were 170 pounds soaking wet and would yeah, eat yeah. all day long, like always eating. You know, so, yeah. so I'm always interested how quickly some people can put on weight and some people can't and oh, what it does man. to their performance and how it affects them. It's really interesting. Well, it changes with age too. Like mm-hmm. Matt has been like that his whole life. And now just, just now pushing 40 is the first time he really needs to watch what he eats. It's just like, it's how you're, it's your genetics. It's how you're built. Like if you're yeah. long and lean, you're long and lean. It is what yes. it is. Exactly. And I, I think I could gain, I could keep gaining if I need to. So I, to answer your question, I eat enough to support the weight I'm at. Like, I could I could eat more and and be stuffed all the time and be borderline throwing up and gain weight every day. Like I I gain easily, I lose easily. I guess it's a good thing. I can control. Oh, you're it. just like my baby. Yes, <laughs> yes. I do eat baby food too in sessions. It's great. Wow. Actually, do you know that I do sometimes too, especially if I'm like RPing or, or doing whatever? Because like it sounds so stupid, but sometimes yeah. it's a really easy way to get like oh, veggies in on the it's go. It's hard awesome. to snack when you're trying to watch what you're eating. And like, I agree. It's like, it is actually like, like little kid pouches that are like yes. broccoli and sweet potato. It's freaking oh, easy to get carbs like in trash. that way. Yeah. Some, some of them are really trash. good though. Some are good. Yeah. You have to find the right mix. I, what's mm-hmm. the one I use? It's like a Peter the Rabbit logo. Peter Rabbit. I was just going to say that. The Peter Rabbit ones He's are legit. How are 
How structured is your diet? Uh, I actually just started again with my nutritionist. His name's Justin um, from Consistency Breeds Growth. Um, it's a it's a great company. They, they he's helped me so much, and um, kind of lost track with it the last couple months, and then got back and dialed in. So I, I pretty much count macros now. It's intrinsically like I just know what I'm supposed to eat, how much per meal. So I just know like five meals a day. Each meal has 100 carbs, uh, 30 protein, and 15 to 30 fat, depending on the Did time. You say each meal has 100 yeah. Oh, yeah. carbs. Nikki just oh, got really God. excited. Oh, are you serious? Oh yeah. It's and I have to drink juices and I have like lemonade and orange juice and, um, eat lots of sour patch kids. Like in order to get a hundred, uh, 500 carbs in a day, it's like a lot. And at a competition, it's more too. So you have to make sure like, Hey, you can't just eat rice and potatoes and, and be chilling there. So it has to be, you have to get creative. I feel like we should oh change the name God. of the show to Kettlebells and Kool-Aid. What do you think? Kettlebells oh and Kool-Aid. God. Oh, my Kettlebells gosh. and Nikki freaking out. I know and Timmy's and watching too right now, and I know she's freaking out too. So I, funny. I, solidarity, girl, because yes. do you know what my life would be like if I had 100 carbs per meal? First of all, it would not be difficult. Well, I would eat so many English muffins, so and I would go to Pinkberry every single day. Yes. of carbs a day? Is this like uh, six, seven hundred grams? No, yeah. 500, 100 yes. grams per meal. You'd be surprised. That's actually not as much as you think. Haley Adams, I think, is like 420. And she's, well, she she's, eats entire sleeves of rice cakes. Yeah, I was going to say 400 of that rice cake, though. You'd be surprised. The rice cakes are actually a tough way to get carbs. You have to eat like 10 of them for 100 carbs. She and you does. Want, like 10 rice cakes? I'm like, bro, that's going to take me 15, 20 minutes. No, like, she does. She makes a plate of, of 12 rice cakes. I'm not kidding. She's got like two of each. She's got like two chocolate ones and yeah. two of the cinnamon ones. And she has like an entire system and she puts like butter on these ones and peanut butter on those ones. She's like dialed in. Wow. I'm I, not I love Nutella on rice cakes. That's always a vibe. I've done <laughs> Nutella, rice cake, strawberries, or bananas, and it's like best dessert. I'll tell you what I don't do when I'm trying to maintain my weight is eat Nutella on fucking rice cakes. You know that what? is the opposite hey, of what I do. Listen, listen, it's a little different. And people always ask me, is this a maintainable diet? Well, it is for my career. It's yes, not, it's it not is. for other people. And no. other people like I, I, I help people with nutrition, my clients and, and depending on what load they do and how much stress they take on, like, like my girlfriend, she studies 12 to 14 hours a day, doesn't have as much time for training while she's in school. But I'm like, Hey, that's burning calories. You need it more than you want to. Like you're, you're straining your brain. It requires a lot of energy. Yeah, totally. Um, does she CrossFit? Does your girlfriend CrossFit too? Yes. Do you guys get to do it together? Some, I mean, I know you're a long distance. I get to kick her butt. I actually did my first class workout in five years with her. Um, it was like two weeks ago at her home gym and she found this box right near her house in Spokane, Washington. It's right near Cole Sager. So whenever I go over there, I usually go visit SAG and it's so fun. Um, and, um, so yeah, she's been crushing it. It's been really cool to watch her. That's fun. I love yeah. that. I think couples yes. who CrossFit together stay together. Yes. Truly, for real. That got to be a shirt. <laughs> no, like we'll it. make it. We'll make hey, it for this podcast. I'd wear it. I, I, you know that I. Dreams. I have to tell you, like this energy level at my age. It's like, amazing. It is amazing. Hey, I mean, thank you. It, thank you. I appreciate. It. I'm, I'm I'm hyped up. So it was a good training day. I got I got a bro here. It was a hot day. Like ate good food. Like what's what's there to be sad about? No, it sounds like the perfect day. Oh my truly. gosh, that's great. Um, do you know that I think, let me tell a quick couple who say CrossFit together, stay together story. I think that I'm one of the first people, have you ever seen CrossFit engagement photos? 
Okay, oh, I all I, I know was there was. I a, hate a, them too. I hate yeah, them too. I've seen a Buttery Bros wedding. That's it. Yes. Okay. Um, that was, back, that was in, crazy. back in the day, I I swear I think I am one of the first people ever to take CrossFit engagement photos. I could not make this shit up. I hate them now too. I hate everything about them. I want to see. But this was like a decade ago yeah, when yeah, like I think we need these. You can't tease. I will, I will show them to you. They are excellent photos. Don't get me wrong. I'm a baby. We were engaged. Um, it was 2013, 2012, maybe a long time ago, like 10 years ago yeah. where there was like, there was no box within, there was one CrossFit gym where we were, there was no box within like an hour and a half. Wow. That's like how, yeah, it was not a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm one of the first people. And then it like blew up and everybody did it. And now I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe we were one of those people. Ew. Uh, so, so what is it like? You're like in a box and you're like, he's like proposing to you. You're like taking cute pics on the assault bike. Like whatever. Like, what are you doing? Uh, there's like the, like we are both holding, like oh, we're no. both at the bottom of an overhead squat, no. like kissing at the bottom. Yeah, I'll find oh. them. They're good pictures, but I, they're very cringy now. You got, you got me cringing. At the time, they were hilarious and cute because we were yeah. like the first ones doing them. That but is then cute. They got, they got so cringy. I was like, oh my God. I'll give you a pass. You get a Thank pass. You. John, do you give her a pass? No, absolutely not. <laughs> John still won't let me live down my like my thick white stitching on my jeans. Oh my gosh. I think oh uh I, I think James, when and if you get married, it needs to be at the games and Dave Castro needs to officiate. He's wow. done that before, by the way. He's, he's done it before. Yeah. That yeah, happened I, I actually so my buddy Dylan Cade proposed last year at the games. It yeah, was uh, Dylan. Wait, yeah. Dylan Cade proposed yes. when he She's you a were, child. I think you were, we, I think you were on the, I think you were uh, out there while he did it. Um, was it, where was it? It was on the big field, the turf field. Um, and it was after like the final heat of the men's and, uh, Dave Castro's like, Dylan wants to share a story about overcoming his, uh, stage four cancer and, um, or whatever it was. I think it was something with his brain and, um, yeah. Yeah, he and traumatic brain he goes injury. out and Mia's with him and he goes, Oh man, it's been such a crazy journey. And we're thinking he's just going to talk about like, uh, like just his journey and everything, but just he goes, recovering and yeah. yeah. And he goes, she's been on my journey along this whole time and it's time I make it permanent. And then he, he drops the ring. It was adorable. He's so nervous and I love him because he's so awesome. And what is um, he like 20 years old now? I think he's 22. Yeah. He's two years older than me. He's 22. Yeah, yeah he, got, he got really sick. He had uh, like some yeah. sort of aneurysm something. or something. I think he was in a coma for a while, and they didn't think oh, he was going to make it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was crazy. He's that. a miracle. He's a miracle. Yeah, and I know it was his right before the first. Was yeah, it right was before crazy. the first pit fitness thing was yep. going yeah. down? And then yeah. they, they did a workout for him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, he was in the hospital for so long, and he freaking came out of it like a champ. And he's probably gonna. You'll see him at the CrossFit Games in a couple years. He's on the grind. He's doing great. That's awesome. Yeah, he's well, cool. It, it is funny, uh, you know, thinking about him competing in the CrossFit Games a couple of years ago. One thing I heard this weekend over and over and over, and it kind of bugged me a little, is every time, I, um, you know, Emma uh, won the, uh, what was it, Atlas game. Yes. And, they, and the announcers kept going, Joel kept going, this is the future of CrossFit you're seeing, you know, years from now. I'm like, years from now, it's here now. It's now. Yeah. yeah and it James, you're, yeah. you're part of that, James. That's, that's hey. what's amazing to me is like everybody keeps going, oh, this is the future of CrossFit. No, no, no. You guys are the current state of CrossFit. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that like younger people are kicking out the veterans. Like that's yes, what's crazy yeah. to me. It's like, yes. hey, there was a bunch of dudes at mine who have been in it for years that 
like we beat. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, Hey, we can hang with them and beat them. And you got to believe that if you want to be at the top, I, I went into that competition believing I could be at the games. And um, if you don't have the belief in yourself, this is why I find it crazy what this Nicholas Joel guy did. He said, yeah. ah, I didn't, I didn't want to make it. I'm like, how do you make the CrossFit games and not want it? Yeah. Like what? It's wild. It's wild. wild. But did you also hear that in his, because he won that first event. Oh, he won and both? In his, yeah. And in his interview, I think Mike was like, how, like, I, I don't remember who. Oh, it was uh, Pat Vellner was like breathing down his neck. And he was like, you know, what was that like for you when you guys were basically like neck and neck and chasing each other? And he was like, well, Pat beat me in this event like two years ago. And I didn't want that to happen again. And uh, I've only been thinking about it <laughs> since then. Yeah. So, and I'm like, yeah, dude, that's like, that lights that kind of fire in you. Exactly. Did you, did you have any of those like kind of oh crap moments? Like you're out there with Ben Smith, Alex Smith, Scott Pancheck. Like these guys are icons, especially Ben and Scott. No offense, Alec, but you know <laughs> Ben won the games. You know yeah. Scott is a freaking legend. Been to the games ten or eleven times. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever have? Were you having a moment out there of just like starstruck, or you just there's just somebody next to me I got to beat? Um, well, there's always things you get nervous about in the back, like, oh, this guy's really good gymnastics or this guy's really great weightlifter, but I know people have that about me. So I don't, yeah. I realize like everyone has their things they're good at. And what's scary is, uh, a consistent competitor, like Justin Medeiros, he's very consistent. Mm-hmm. He just does great at everything. So you're like, Hey, if you can I just hang with these guys or beat them. Like, I don't think about it as starstruck anymore because I'm with them. I did last year at West Coast. I was very starstruck and it made me fall apart because I was like, I shouldn't be able to beat them. Like, I, I'm too young. Like, I'm like, now it's like, hey, like, I want I want to beat them and I'm here to beat them. And I don't yes. care what their age is or how much experience there is. Like, I'm here to win. And um, so I, I, I love my competitors. I competed with, I believe, the best group of guys I've ever competed with. Everyone was so nice, so inviting. The crowds were so fun. And and obviously, the crowds are not usually fun. They're nerve-wracking as crap. But, um, like, we had fun. Like, just great dudes. Loved vibing with them. And, um, like, just made some forever friends. Like, Jason Hopper is one of my great buddies now. And he's, oh, he's such really? a nice guy. Yeah, he was uh, – he actually – him and Tudor – were very emotional with me when I missed it. They were both crying in my arms. I was like, I can't do this. Be strong. Um, and oh uh, yeah, heart. just being forever friends that I I know that I get to compete with for so long, which makes me so happy. That's insane. Yeah, that's right. And everyone always forgets. Like Jason Hopper is a young guy too. Oh yeah, and, and Tudor is obviously just a baby. I yeah, feel like Tudor's you guys still are nineteen. Yeah, you guys are very much in the same realm of like, oh shit, we're really doing this. Like we're yes. really doing this. You guys, we're really doing this. You guys, yeah. For sure. It's, well, it still I, blows my mind. I got to be honest. Like I've said this before about these short competitions, you know, six events, you know, it yeah. does, they do 10, again, my opinion, lend to strengths of some, when you only have six events, I think someone like you, James, once you get past the last chance qualifier and get to the games, you can do some real damage in a long way. Sure. I mean, Hell yeah. Particularly when so you look too. at like, you know, your how you did in those individual events. Like I was just looking at you had first and one, second and another, sixth and another, fourth and another. Yeah. That's like consistency, you, James. You can afford yeah. to have one or two twentieths yeah. when the other ten events are in the top six. For sure. And, and, and on the podium. Yeah, that's that was the most gutting part about the game and not making the games through the semis. And I'm not saying it's over. At all. I, I believe I can still be there. But it's knowing that the games where I get to showcase my everything, because I'm a runner, I'm a swimmer, I'm an outdoor guy. I love odd objects. Like, that's my thing. 
That's what I'm good at. And I'm like, that's what the games is. They still have all these heavy events, but you know, when there's 15 events and two of them are heavy, that's, that's less than one seventh of the score. So like you're saying one sixth or two sixths of the scores are strength bias at the semis. And then everything else at the games is, is free ball. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for the day that comes that I get to go show that and I'll, I'll be working hard till it comes. And after that, I'll be working hard again for number two, number three, number yeah. four. I can't wait. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see what, ha- when is the last chance qualifier? It's June 29th. And I okay. actually, as much as I hate that she didn't qualify, Fisha Goffey is coming to do the last chance qualifier with me. She's in the last chance. So she missed the games barely. Yeah. She's insane. Yeah. So I'll actually have a female counterpart to do hey. the competition with, which is so awesome because you get pushed like hell from someone mm-hmm. else that's that good. Yes. So- and we yeah. are Fee's biggest fans. Oh, we bomb. love her. She's she was bomb. my coach for a short while, and no she, will no, she will no rep you like that. Like she is oh, a tough yeah. coach, man. That's a good coach. That's a good coach. She Absolutely. and she's a hell of a good athlete and a, and an even better person. Yeah, like, agreed. agreed. There's Fee's. not there's some like really really special people that you meet who like yeah. they'll never forget your name or or a detail about your life or what you're going through, and that's what she's like. Exactly. I feel like. She's so just, uh, she's a light for all of us. When she comes here, we're like, you need to stay. We're trying to get her to move here. Yes. The oh. squad is growing. We need her here. I, if, if you're listening to this, like this is your, your next message, get out to Florida. I, I she think, does not listen to this podcast. I think you and Fee would battle for who's the most positive in the room. I think I it would know. be tough. Oh, be tough for you I, she, I, I, I don't know. She, she definitely, she, me and her both have the way of locking in when we need to, but like, we just enjoy it so much. Like when she's like competing, it's like locked in and you're like, I love this. Cause if you're not able to have that lock in and you're just like kind of lollygagging around, like that's how it used to be too, too like happy go lucky in the gym. You need to have that switch. You need to have the switch where you say, I'm here to kill. I'm here to hunt. Like yeah. she has that too, which is dope. It's a cool balance that you've found. And that, yeah. that obviously just comes with, you know, years of figuring it out. Like you had to, you had to be too happy go lucky in order to figure it out, but it's a yes. great balance that you have. And I think it's going to serve you really well throughout Thank your career. You. I, Thank you. I think you and Fee together, um, training together is a really, really great thing because you guys yeah. have one thing in common. I think people don't, a lot of people don't know this about Fee and I mean this with no offense that she's not a natural born athlete. Like mm-hmm. she just works her butt off. Yep. That is the hard, one of the hardest working women I've ever seen and has yeah. worked incredibly hard for the last several years to get to where she is. And I think you're the same way. Like yep. you can see, you can see your progression over the last couple of years from, you know, just where you were at Vegas to where you are today. And I can mm-hmm. only imagine, you know, where the cap is on that. I'm not sure there's a cap sure. on, on that level of talent and yeah. hard work. And so I think you guys together could be a real force. So it's great to hear she's going to be with you. Yeah. I appreciate that, John. I think that, you know, like, a lot of people come into the sport from a background or something like that. Like my background was like swimming and running and which is great for CrossFit, but it's like, like, you know, like there's, there's better things to come from to be a CrossFitter. And um, you can like, I, I tell anyone this at any time, you don't have to have any background. You just need the hard work. So she yeah. has it. Anyone that has it is going to do great. That being said, the moment my son can walk, I'm putting him in gymnastics. Oh, let's go. <laughs> the moment he can walk, I'm signing his ass up because That's that is the awesome. best base you can have for literally any sport in life, yeah, apparently. Send him, sure. send him to Florida. He can train with James. I would oh, love good. it. I do gymnastics all day long, so uh, that would be Perfect. great. 
By yes. The time he's, yeah, by the time he's old enough to do that, James will only be like 25 or 26. Yes. It'll be this great. so dumb. I know. <laughs> My staff will be so long that you won't recognize me. You're going to have handlebars just all the oh, way down. I did that the once. Man I, yeah, I got chewed out by one of my training partners. He was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, that looks so bad. I can't even talk to you. I'm like, oh, I'm doing it to piss you off. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm going to make one request. So when you get past last chance and you make the games, yep. at some point, whether it's on the podium or when your camera's in your face, I want you to look dead into the camera and give us a mustache twirl. twirl. No. And you and I, you oh, and I no. will know. It's because I told you to. It's just hey, I, I, hold me to it, bro. This just is like a, this is like one of those incentive bonuses. Sponsors put in your contract. Hey, rub your stash, and we'll give you a hundred dollars yes. on the podium. <laughs> oh my God, ja- John, you should uh, you should sponsor James, and for every event he wins, you like I don't know, he twirls his mustache, and you give him a hundred bucks or something. You give me you give me a cocktail. I, I, yeah, I'm going to... Not uh, allowed. We'll talk next year. Okay. Get them, yeah, kettlebells and Kool-Aid. Oh, uh, my God. Kettlebells <laughs> and milk. No, I'm going to... No, I'm get not it. too. I don't drink mommy's milk anymore. There you go. Fine, fine. I'll, I'll get him a sponsorship with Harry's or some mustache, you know, gel company. It'll be <laughs> great. You can oh twirl it and grow it out. It'll be perfect. This is amazing. Oh my God. This is I'm amazing. Dead. My cheeks well, hurt. I'm, I'm talking too excited too much? for you, James. No, like, I'm smiling too big. Oh my gosh. <laughs> kettlebells and craps. Yes. Kettlebells and craps. Plus craps is, is what I do illegally. That's right. Here, we, we do have some comments coming in here. We'll give a few. Uh, Sarah says, best luck at the last chance qualifier. Can't Thank wait you, to see you at the games. Same, same. I love it. Look at this. People love you, dude. Look at this. Michael Wright. Saw you. Super nice dude. Looking forward to seeing you kill it. Thank you, Michael. That's very, very kind. Good. I like the strong arm. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's my favorite emoji. Yeah, that's that's the awesome. Best. Well, we're we're super excited for you, James. We appreciate yeah. you taking some time. I know. Oh, uh, anytime. Yeah, I'm more than happy to come back on anytime. Maybe after the LCQ or something, we can. Hell wrap it yeah, all let's up do it. We'll see what happens. Um, Fee gonna beat you, lol. Cleveland. Oh, oh, oh I like it because <laughs> she is in Cleveland. Yes. That's yeah. right. If she goes to Florida, she'll be leaving uh, John's home home oh, yeah. area. Hashtag CLE, baby. Yeah, she's coming to my hometown. She doesn't live here yet. So uh, home count, home court advantage. So we'll see what happens. Oh, those are fighting I don't need to, I don't need to beat her, though, because she's not she's not in my division. I want her to do well, too. I want her to win. I want me to win. Yeah. Well, she's, she's the nicest she's, thing you could have said. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Way oh, too I'm nice. This well, James, awesome. best of luck, man. Thank you for yeah, doing that. Thanks, yeah, thanks, James. Thank we'll do guys. this again in a couple weeks. I'm dying to hear awesome. how it all is going to go for you. Are you going to, like – like stream it or post anything or whatever I'll we'd post, love to watch yeah somehow. definitely after i definitely okay. want to share my scores during because it's like every everyone else competing knows them and it's like you don't want that you want to be right, in right, your right. zone locked in and um but after i'll totally wrap it all up and share everything i possibly can okay good let us yes. be sure to let us know how it all goes we're rooting for you thank you guys so much for the opportunity to come on here today yeah of course all right nikki great seeing you as always thanks for cleaning Likewise. your room you're welcome. It looks very lovely. That's awesome. I, don't, I, can't, I cannot guarantee it will still be this clean next week. I might be back oh to my, my virtual gosh. background. That's awesome. And <laughs> so thanks good. to everyone that joined us live. And we appreciate you guys being with us. And we will chat with you guys soon.